Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report, our second brand new show for 2020. So happy to have you joining us today. Got a hell of a show for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because, once again, Eddie Pence is still on vacation down there in South Carolina. Who knows what he's doing down there? Who knows? I can't wait to hear. So uh, I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. But once again, sitting second chair with me here in the Batcave is the lovely, the talented, the first lady of the Ralph Report, Carrie, everybody. Hey, everybody. (laughs) People were very excited yesterday when you showed up on the show. Oh, good. Well... Carrie's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Going to be a good one today. Got a lot of fun stuff. It's Wednesday, of course. Um, on Wednesdays, I, I know we do something every Wednesday. I just can't. Do you want some help? Yeah. What's the Wednesday? It starts with one. One. 101 Dalmatians. Nope, nope, one, nope. One is the loneliest number. One hit. One hit wonder. wonder. You're goddamn right. <laughs> one hit wonder Wednesday. I got a good one coming up for you today. A tribute to a, a fallen star. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I can't uh, wait to hear. We got your phone calls for the first time in 2020. Many folks left their voicemail messages. We love it when you do that. We've got, uh, of course, entertainment news as well. In the showbiz beat, lots of good stuff coming up, of course, uh, this day in history. So much good stuff. Doc Garon D. But before we get to any of that, I did want to mention, it's a brand new year. Are you looking for a brand new career? Well, I may have the opportunity for you. Really? Yes. I wanted to send this out to the Garmin in case anybody was looking for a new gig. Sometimes people are looking to change things up in the new year. Sure, looking yeah. for a new job. How would you like to make money with your giant wiener? I don't have a wiener. Oh, don't can I, you? Can I do a strap-on wiener you and can, then... You can get a giant wiener and make a decent living with that giant wiener. Now, is this a wiener that attaches to a physical person or a wiener that has four wheels and drives around town? That's exactly what it is. It's a wiener that you drive around town. It's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I haven't seen one of those around in a long time. I thought maybe they retired them. No, no. They have, uh, there are six Oscar Mayer Wieners at any time driving around the United States of America. Six, huh? Yep. And Oscar Mayer has put out the call. They need a few good wieners. And what are the qualifications? Obviously, you have to have a driver's license. Yes. You also have to be a college graduate, believe it or not, to become what they call a hot dogger. That's what they call their uh, Wienermobile drivers. And they are now accepting applications for its 2020 class of Wienermobile drivers to drive the iconic Oscar Mayer Wienermobile all over the U.S. and serve as an Oscar Mayer brand ambassador. 
sounds very complicated. Yeah, got to drive. You have to be perky. You have yep. to love Oscar Mayer wieners. What do the trucks do? Do they actually stop and hand out free hot dogs? You know what? I have never actually, I've seen them driving. Me but too. I've never seen one in action when they park and sort of spread the gospel of the wiener. The gospel of the wiener. You got to love the wieners though. I'm sure that's a thing. I would think you would have to. I, I, I'm not a huge wiener lover, but I, I don't know that that would be in my top three, the Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, you got to love the Oscar Mayer wiener. Mm. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, God. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. Why? That is what I truly like to be. Uh-huh. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yes. Everyone would be in love with me. Right. Such a fun song. It is indeed. They don't make Dodger dogs, do they? No, that's uh, Farmer John. Okay, well, then that's my... Farmer John It's probably dogs. in my top three, along with wh- whoever makes Pink's hot dogs, which I think they probably make their own. I do. They do make their own, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pink's are great. But if you're looking for a store-bought dog, well, I guess Hebrew National's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Got to get a big Jew wiener. Yep. Yeah. Those are good. They're good. Uh, but if you like Oscar Mayer wieners and you're looking to make a buck, they are currently taking applications. It will be the next year of your life. Good Lord. And On if you, the road in a giant wiener. In a giant wiener. If you do get the job, make sure you send us photos and videos. Yes. And they're only hiring 12 hot doggers this, for the year. This is tight competition. So I guess it's two per dog. Okay. And they send you out there uh, for a year and you drive around the country talking to folks and uh, you go, you do radio and television appearances and grocery store events and charity functions in... The giant wiener. Wow. Mobile. I wonder what kind of a daily stipend you get. They say it's a competitive salary, they claim on the website. Okay. If I was fresh out of college and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I right. grow up, grew up, I would spend a year on the road. I bet you America, would. Seeing America. Yep. Me and my giant wiener making people <laughs> smile everywhere I went. I, you hey, might, you want to see my wiener? Maybe you should apply. I should. I should. Eddie maybe. and I can hold the fort down here for a year I'm and you can go. just take a year and drive around in a wiener. That's what I need. I need a year-long vacation seeing America showing off my wiener. Yep. That would be cleansing i'd be like walkabout you know the australians <laughs> exactly yeah when you go walkabout walk or mormons when they go on a mission when you have to sort of cleanse your soul and your yep. mind and your spirit and you get a brand new start you go walkabout this would be a wiener bout well i haven't seen you this excited about anything in a long time so if you'd like to be a hot dogger and drive the iconic oscar meyer wienermobile Here's what you do. You go to OscarMeyer.com slash Wienermobile hashtag hot dogger wanted. Oh, my God. You know, know the, the Garmy's going to deluge them with Go to OscarMeyer.com, O-S-C-A-R-M-A-Y-E-R.com slash Wienermobile hashtag hot dogger wanted. Yes. And maybe you'll be one of the lucky 12. It's almost like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but instead of five... Golden tickets. There's 12. There's 12 golden yeah. wieners. You have over double the chance. And if you do get, if you do get interviewed and you need a reference, just email us here at the Ralph Report. Glad to vouch for we'll you. We'll vouch for you. We'll say, nobody knows wieners like that guy or that girl. Or that girl. Yeah. Girls can be wiener drivers too. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Driving that wiener. Oh my gosh, what are, what are you on today? I don't know. I think there's a gas leak. I think it's a gas leak show. 
We'll find out in a little bit. You like you're kind of loosey goosey, and you lost your phone in the house yeah, and did. couldn't find it anywhere. And that was embarrassing. Put it on a windowsill have in a random ever, room. Has anyone ever lost their own phone in their own home? And I'd like to claim it's because it's a new house and I don't know my way around yet. But I just simply put it down and had a senior moment and just forgot. Where we I looked put it. for it for almost an hour. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And it turns out. I had taken it into the bathroom because, you know, I like to read when I poop. And so I, I, I don't need to hear about any of this. And now you have trained our daughter to do the same. Yeah, thing. she's a reader, too. You get in, you do your business, you get out. No, you sit down, you take a little alone time, you get a little uh, concentration. You sit in a closed room with the door closed in stench <laughs> and read. That's what you do. But your own poop don't smell bad to you. Ugh. That's the way, the way of the world. TMI. Finish uh, your phone I, story. I think I was playing words with friends. Probably with my mother. Probably with your mom. And uh, then I, you know, I was done and I had to, you know, had to do the paperwork. Job's not finished till the paperwork, paperwork is done. And then I went about my business and I was like, hey, wait a minute, where's my phone? And then I spent the next hour enlisting the aid of my, uh, of my co-host here to help me find my phone. And I realized I had put it down on the windowsill in the bathroom <laughs> uh, just left it there. So well, now you know that that's your spot. That's where you leave your phone uh, when you're. I in, will check in your first. room. I will check there first. Next, uh, all right. Let's get on with the show proper, shall we? We love it when you guys reach out to us. You can do it any number of ways. You can write me an email, Ralph at the dot com, or you can talk to Eddie at the dot com, or Steve Ashton is available at Steve at the dot com. You can reach us, of course, all on the social media as well. Or you can do what many folks choose to do, which is to call the Ralph Report hotline. It is a dedicated hotline for your voicemails. We love it when you leave your voicemail. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you need to do is pick up your telephonic device and punch in that beloved phone number. one 833 Hi, Ralph. Whoa, that was a good one. Thank you. I liked that. First one for 2020. Yes. I listened to them all. And then I grab a handful of them and we slap them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. First up is, well... We, we were, we, I, I talked about this yesterday. And again, I don't want to dwell on the fact that my father's passed and Carrie and I are getting divorced and I had to move into a new house. I mean, there's a lot of change and stress going on in my life right now, but I don't want to bring that to the show every day. Okay. But again, so many nice phone calls left on the Ralph Report hotline. So much support, so much love. And I didn't want to ignore it. So I'm going to play this one from Anthony, kind of representing everybody out there who left a voicemail message. Uh, I'm going to thank Anthony for this call and thank you all for your amazing love and support. But here's a little message I got uh, today from Anthony. Hey, Ralph. Uh, this is Anthony Moreno with, uh, you know, the holiday, holiday jingle. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to call um, and send my deepest condolences about your dad. I know this past year was pretty much a big shit show. Um, you know, with, uh, I'm sure that even though you guys are seemingly 
in such a good place with the divorce, you know, just the hassle of moving and, and new, um, new things was enough, but, uh, compounding that with your dad's health, my heart goes out to you. Um, and you know, we're, we're, we're all here for you, man. If you need anything, all you need to do is give out the, the Garmin signal and, and we'll be there for you. Um, I'm especially moved because you helped me get through my dad's passing a couple of years ago. We all care about you, man. And uh, we, it's definitely, I know it's a two way street. You give us so much and, and you're so generous with your comments about how much we give you. So, you know, long live the Garmin and uh, looking forward to 2020, man. Thank you so much, Anthony. Oh, makes me want to cry. Very sweet. A lot of love to you, sir, and to all the Garmin members who have left similar voicemails on the hotline. Um, Just just terrific. And I'm happy to know that I was able to help you in a similar situation by giving you a laugh or a smile or someplace along the line. Sure. And, you know, he brought up the divorce, and a lot of people have been reaching out asking how are things going, and you guys are still living together in the new house. I don't know if it's well known or not, but um, we did sell our previous home. We are buying two separate homes, and then Livia will spend time in both uh, between the two homes. But until Carrie finds her own place, we are still living together as a family in this house. And people are asking, how can you guys do that? How can you be in the midst of divorce and still cohabitate? Oh, easy. Peacefully. And it's been really no problem. I mean, I, I'm sleeping in a closet in, you know, the back of the house. That, that is that not true. part's not been great. You're in the guest room. <laughs> it's not a closet. It's just because you haven't unpacked any boxes, so you're living I, out of boxes. I unpacked a few things. Yeah. But it as it turns out, you bought the only acceptable and available house in all of the San Fernando Valley. That simply isn't true. And so I'm still looking, and I just haven't found it yet. But we, um, you know, part of the reason that we chose to do this was because it would be helpful for me to help you set your house up a little bit. Yeah, because I'm, I'm useless. So much to do. Yeah. And also because this is a, um, it is a ne- more natural transition for Olivia. So first we move houses and then, you know, here we've kind of been getting her used to us going out separately a couple nights a week. So mm-hmm. she gets used to both parents putting her, you know, to bed And so instead of doing it like how I think most people do, which is sit their kids down and say, mommy and daddy aren't aren't going to be together anymore and your whole world changes overnight. Yeah, Cold turkey. Cold turkey. We're just sort of taking it slow and she's had time to adapt to the new house and she she, uh, you know, will participate along with Ralph in looking for my house as well. Yeah. And, you know, she she gets to be a part of this too and say like, here's how many nights a week I think we should still do family dinners. Mm-hmm. And here's the kind of days I want to be with mom or with dad. And we're, we're just feeling it all out. Yeah. And because we're doing it that way, she literally is, um, she's well adjusted and she's so happy and it's, it's working well this way, isn't it? It absolutely is. And I think you and I are also adjusting, but also 
really well, you know, dealing with it well and, and handling it fine. It doesn't seem to be any problems. No, I mean, it. I think it's given us a chance to sort of, you know, you adapt your relationship a little bit yeah, from sure. husband and wife to, to good friends. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that we're still together under the same roof is, is giving us that chance to kind of to, to do that. And it's and it's comfortable. It seems like such a foreign idea, though, to so many people, especially folks who have gone through divorces that were not amicable, right? that were maybe had a little bitterness or anger or resentment to them, and they can't comprehend how we can be still mm -hmm. friendly and still living in the same home right. and still being a family unit. And I, I don't know what the answer is for people. I don't know what well, to tell them. Well, I think it, it comes that, down to one simple thing, which is um, that it's all fine for you to have your feelings and your emotions mm -hmm. and your goals and your dreams for your life. But everything that we've done every step of the way with this divorce, we have held carefully held and respected the other person's wishes. Yes. So there have been times where one of us might have wanted to move faster or move slower or do it different. And we've always made sure that whatever decision we make works for, for both people. Absolutely. That's how, that's why it's worked. Yeah. And that's hard to do, I get, but it's also a decision that you absolutely can make. And if you dedicate yourself to that process, I think it makes things simpler and 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 easier on everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's our recommendation. Yeah. All right. Uh, yesterday, we were also talking about Miley Cyrus. She lost a bunch of money in a court case because she stole a song. Yay. And so um, if you don't remember, it was that, uh, it, uh, oh, I forget the name of the song, but it goes like this. Can't stop. We run things, things no run we, mm -hmm. was the line that she stole stupidly. Bjorn called from Cincinnati. Hey, Ralph, it's Bjorn from Cincinnati. Uh, you're talking about uh, Miley Cyrus. I don't know, that, that bitch. Uh, uh, <laughs> stealing a song. Um, you know, things don't run we. Things don't run me. I mean, she could have changed one word. Yep. One word. Yep. Right. And she wouldn't have had to pay all that fucking money. All right. Love you. Meet a five. I don't think anyone's ever accused Miley Cyrus of being a genius. <laughs> so you're absolutely right, though. She could have dodged a bullet there. It's uh, one day into the new year with the new show yesterday. I've already fucked things up. I was oh. already wrong. It turns oh. out we both were. Oh, God. I got some emails, Carrie, that said Pisa is north of Rome, not south of Rome. Really? Which you said yesterday. Yeah. Some listener recommended you might need another trip back to Italy to get your bearings. Yeah, straight. I think I think God, I could have sworn it was, but I'm sure they're right. And as for me, we were talking about David Caruso's birthday yesterday and what show he was on playing Horatio Kane with his sunglasses and all that stuff. I screwed that up. Hi, Ralph. Trace, two-star Rutland, Vermont. I just got to let you know it wasn't MCIS Miami. Caruso was in... CSI Miami. Yeah. Like, anyway, love you and meet it. Bye. Yeah, Trace, you're absolutely right. I guess I said NCIS Miami yesterday instead of CSI Miami. Oh, well, aren't there like 25 of each of those? There's a lot of procedural shows that have initials in them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's an understandable mistake. So. Me getting my geography wrong is a little Eddie esque. Yeah, but I should know the name of the damn TV show, for God's sakes. So I apologize, Trace. Um, it's, it's disappointing. I guess you could say, I don't know how I got it Caruso wrong. Yeah.
worth it just for that. Yep. And we talked about uh, Cameron Diaz announcing over the uh, holiday that she was a brand new mom with her daughter Radix. Rad. <sighs> Not a name. And so a lot of people are asking me, what are the rules? Hey, Ralph. Uh, after today's episode, where I always hear you talk about what constitutes a good name, do you have any like guidelines that you'd be willing to share? Because I always know I tell my girlfriend that if I ever have a boy, I'm going to name him after a famous Greek myth, right. a famous book, and a U.S. president. Right. And she always tells me no to Ulysses. I can't decide if uh, it's too weird or should be within the lexicon. All right, LMB, bye. Ulysses is fine. It's a real name. It's a real name. Here's my thing. People think I, I'm very strict on people and what names they use. There's some names people like and other names people don't like. That's a matter of taste. But there are rules in my world for what you call your kids. And the simple rule is it has to be a name. Like a, a real name. You can't just put a bunch of letters together, a bunch of sounds together, and make up your own names. Radix is not a thing. Okay. So if I want to name my child, oh, I think I'm going to name her Plurtsnart. That's <laughs> not a thing either. Or Clamstank. <laughs> and not, no just random sounds that come out of your mouth. Are, are a thing. No. Also, don't name them after other things that aren't names. Right. So no apple, no uh, formica, right. no uh, waistcoat. What no, about, just random fit names yeah. of things are, are not names of people. What about people who change their own name, like Magic Johnson? Well, Magic was a nickname he got because of his performance. Nicknames are different. That's true. Okay. I'm talking about what goes on the uh, the the, the uh, birth certificate. Okay. He was Irvin. Right. And he, throughout school, he was Irvin. And not a great name, don't get me wrong. Irvin was probably hard to live with, but it was an actual name. Okay. And then he became Magic because he was magical. What about Diddy? P no, see, Diddy. That, see, no, that's that. Because didn't he actually change his name? He did, and I think once you're an adult, you can be the biggest ass you want to be and change your name to any goofy. But you're saying you don't want. do it to a child. That's my point. Don't strap your kid with a disadvantage on the playground by making them Radix <laughs> or some other bullshit name. That's all I'm saying. Those Easy. are the rules. You know, we have friends that have done this. Oh, I know. That have have some fabulous. Different names. fucked up horseshit <gasps> names. Oh, God. Not okay. So You're not going to be invited to the next dinner. Just pick a name. Just pick a real name. And Everett, here's the thing. The thing that also bugs me is the motivation behind it because there is a sense, you know, that they say, if I name my child something interesting and unique and special, that will automatically make my child unique and interesting and special. Mm. And by osmosis, I too will be somehow unique and special because my child, I can bask in the reflected glory of their weird nameness. Yeah. So it's a selfish. It's so ridiculously yeah. selfish. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop Just it. Stop it. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. You too can be featured here on the Garmin on the Line segment. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror as we find out what happened on January 8th, this day in history. 
Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes please And tell us what went down this day in history On this day, January 8th in 1675 The very first American commercial corporation was created Here's a nice thing about creating a corporation in 1675. You could just name it what you did. You didn't have to get clever and come up with an interesting name for your company because you were the first company to do that. To do that. So the first corporation was the New York Fishing Company. Simple. That's what they did. They were fishers. Fishermen. That's what they did. Right. You didn't have to come up with something clever after that. Everybody who had that first company, you could be, we are the, we're the Robinson Plate Company. They just made plates. We're the restaurant on Elm exactly. Street. We're the restaurant company. But now everyone's got their hard work cut out for them, so I feel bad. In 1676, Charles II of England revoked his proclamation outlawing coffee houses due to public protests. People wanted their coffee. Can you imagine if they tried to outlaw Starbucks or something? People would lose their minds. Well, but they're more tea people than coffee people. Yeah, but I, I, I think but he why was, would he do that in the first place? My guess is it was a gathering place where sometimes dissent maybe. would be uh, maybe. fostered because yeah. people would gather and talk about the royal class mm-hmm. and the ruling family sure. and what they were doing. So he probably didn't like that. In 1790, our U.S. President George Washington delivered the first State of the Union address on this day. Wow. I'm guessing he just said... It's new. It's just new. It's a new union. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. In 1800, the first soup kitchens in London were opened to serve the poor. Mm. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Reminds me of Steve Ashton, who volunteers his services every Christmas. He does. He he couldn't do it this Christmas because he was sick, but I think he did go back and do it on New Year's Day. He had a uh, venereal disease, didn't he? Is that what he was sick with? Absolutely not. He had an STD? No. A crippling STD? No. He had a head cold. Mm Mm-hmm. So what he would have You're you believe. You're spreading rumors. On this day in 1806, Lewis and Clark, during their expedition, found the skeleton of a blue whale in Oregon that measured 105 feet in length. Can you imagine seeing that in person? They must have thought that that they were finding a dinosaur. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. 105 foot long skeleton. Whale. Well, <laughs> what was a whale doing in Oregon, I wonder? I am guess at one point, maybe Oregon was underwater. Is that possible? Well, sure. It's on the coast. I suppose. In 1835, the U.S. national debt was zero for the first and only time in American yeah, history. Just like right now. Just, like just right zero. Now. In 1856, Dr. John A. Veach discovered a large deposit of borax in Tuscan Springs, California, thus starting the borax cleaning sensation in this country, when everyone started using borax in household laundry and cleaning products. Yeah. You know, borax sales are through the roof for oh another reason. God. If you don't have kids, you probably don't know about this. But borax is an activating agent in making slime. That's correct. And, and our ch- uh, child makes a lot of slime and we have a lot of borax. It is like a goddamn meth lab. It's it's yep. just test tubes and bowls and mixing and, and colors. And it's like Breaking Bad. It's like she's making meth. Yes. And she's as addicted to it as people get to meth. <laughs> Do you know that I found a bunch of slime in the backseat of my car the other day? It was like hardened. It's everywhere all the time. We're going to have to crack down on the sliming. I know. 
On this day in 1867, African-American men were granted the right to vote. 1867. 1867. Despite President Andrew Johnson's veto. Way to go, Andy. Way to go, Andrew. In 1889, Dr. Herman Hollerith received the first U.S. patent for a mechanical tabulating machine. The very first adding machine. Okay. Was created. In 1902, this is my favorite fact of the day by far, New York State Assemblyman Francis G. Landon got a bill passed that criminalized men turning around on a New York street and looking at a woman in that way, in quotes. That was against the law. You couldn't turn your head and look at a woman Uh, in that way. It says it in the law. Which is hilarious also considering how many clothes women wore walking down the street in that year. to toe. Like literally covered with a bonnet Uh, and a long dress. Look at that. I can see a little ankle there (laughs) on that boot, that laced up boot. It's looking pretty good. 25 bucks was the fine if you looked at a woman oh, in that way. That was steep in 1902. First offense, first offense. Okay. Second offense, they would fit you with horse blinders. They would put blinders on your face so that you couldn't look out of the side of your and, peripheral um, vision. Do we actually do we have a picture of this by uh, chance? We don't, but apparently the law is still on the books in New York State, believe it or not. Although it is obviously never been fully prosecuted because if you walk right. down the street in New York, you're, hey, baby, what's going on? Hey, come in. Clearly look at this. not enforced. I'm driving a Wienermobile over here. Yeah. Anytime I need to pick me up, I just can walk a street in New York. That's the truth. Fabulous. Speaking of uh, bad thoughts in people's heads, in 1904, Pope Pius X banned low-cut dresses in the presence of clergymen. Don't want to be tempting those priests with any boobs. Right. Well, and and... To a certain extent, that's still around. You, they don't like you to go into churches with your shoulders showing. Yeah, I know. They should ban uh, uh, little boys in pants. That's what they should be banning, the Catholic Church. Don't worry so much about the ladies' boobs. Worry about the little boys in their briefs. <sighs> I can't even laugh about that. Because it's horrific. That's why. In 1918, Mississippi became the first state to ratify the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, authorizing the prohibition of alcohol. Ugh, bleh, these people, Mississippi. Boo! Yeah. How dare they? So that was so the first state. So glad I didn't live in that time. Can you imagine? Oh, God, it would have been horrible. Having to make your own booze. Well, we that we, we would have been doing that. Absolutely, we would have been I would have been. In, in the backyard making some hooch. That bathtub gin. Absolutely. Oh, now I want a gin and tonic later mm, today. Let's do that. Uh, you don't I, drink gin and tonic. I do sometimes. I have never seen you oh, drink a gin and tonic. Oh, that's simply not true. I do. It's a summer drink there for me. It's not really a winter drink. I like my brown liquors yeah. in the winter. Mm. In 1929, the first telephone connection between Netherlands and West Indies was established. Okay. Hello, West Indies. How are you? <laughs> that's how the conversation went. In uh, nine- and Wait, and then how did it come back on the other side? Yo, man, how you doing there <laughs> in the Netherlands, man? It's my West Indian <laughs> On this day in 1954, Elvis Presley paid $4 to Sun Records to go in and record two songs, Casual Love Affair and I'll Never Stand in Your Way. 1954 was the second time he visited that recording studio and he cut two brand new songs. I met a guy named Sam Phillips who worked there and that was the launch pad, of course, for Elvis's meteoric rise to fame. Right. 1954, okay, on this day, he recorded those two songs. On this day in 1956... Elvis Presley's single, Don't Be Cruel, 
flip side was Hound Dog, went to number one and stayed at number one for a record 11 weeks. Wow. That's a, just two years later. He yeah. went from being a truck driver paying four bucks to record a sample song in a, one of these record-it-your-own-self recording studios. Two years later, he had um, a hit song that was on the top of the charts for 11 weeks. It's no wonder he went crazy yeah. with drugs and, and yeah. And just right That's, insanity. It's got to be hard to handle. He's a he's a uneducated truck driver from Tupelo, Mississippi, and right. then he's the biggest deal in the world. Here's a little bit of that song if you're not familiar. Oh, don't be cruel. Who heart is true? I don't want no other love, baby. It's just you and Elvis's birthday, by the way, today. Is it his birthday it today? Is so, uh, happy birthday, man. <laughs> I hope wherever you are, it's uh, it's beautiful out there, man. <laughs> Can I, you... I give a hunk of hunk of burning love, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You you cannot... There are certain accents that you can do. <laughs> What's the matter? What's the matter, baby? <laughs> What's the matter? I don't understand what the problem is. is there are certain of, uh, accents... Uh, uh, my, my lip keeps doing that thing. <laughs> no, is that and, what the problem is? And it will. Like, tonight... At dinner, it'll still be happening. Oh, when you. you do that you, uh, accent, pass you the can't potatoes. Because I, I, I'm going to have to make me a peanut butter and a sandwich if I don't need some more potatoes. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> on this day in 1964, oh, President Lyndon B. Johnson declared the war on poverty. Well done. We conquered it. Everybody's uh, everybody's yep, rich. There man. are no homeless people awesome. in L.A. underneath uh, freeway overpasses oh, at man. all. It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. Tent city. Have you been downtown? Yeah. I mean, it's... It looks post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It looks like a science fiction movie. It does. In certain streets. It, it, is, it is crazy. In 1966, The Who and The Kings performed on the very last episode of Shindig, which was a popular music program on ABC, which broke really all the big bands of the day. In 1968, in television, Jacques Cousteau. Oh, I used to watch Jacques. He uh, debuted his first undersea special on U.S. network television. I thoroughly enjoyed those shows. And they were fascinating because he was like the only guy shooting movies underwater. Now it's a commonplace. Right. You see National Geographic Channel, there's a half a dozen shows every day that have submarine footage of what's going on mm -hmm. inside the ocean. But Jacques Cousteau was the only guy doing it. And it was the first time for a lot of us that we saw what life was like right. in the ocean it was mm -hmm. it was fascinating so good we're so spoiled now 1976 harvey milk became the first openly gay person elected to public office here in california great then, movie also yeah if you've never seen milk with sean penn you should so check good. it out it's a great story um of course he was killed by a political rival dan white mm -hmm. shot to death and uh, dan's defense do you remember the famous dan uh, dan white defense when he went to trial there's a name for it for extra points. I'm not going to get it. The Twinkie defense was the Twinkie defense because he claimed that he was already depressed and he and he ate a bunch of fast food and it made his mental state even worse. And that's why he uh, mm. acted out in the way he and did. And how did that work for him? Not so well. Yeah. yeah. Because that's stupid. It is very stupid. But that's what his psychiatrist testified, that the consumption of junk food, including Twinkies, exacerbated his symptoms, and his depressed state. Oh, FFS. In 1992, speaking of eating things, President George H.W. Bush, Bush the first, 
got ill and threw up in the lap of the Japanese prime minister. God, that was so funny. Did you see it? Yes. Oh, God, it was awesome. Could watch it over and over he, again. He was sitting there and then he kind of cocked his head back yep. and then just did a full <laughs> throttle into his <laughs> lap. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1993, NBC offered The Tonight Show to David Letterman. Uh, that was a good decision. And then they promptly uh, took it back and they gave it to Jay Leno. That was a bad decision. In 1993, also on this day, Elvis Presley's commemorative postage stamp went on sale. They this had, is they a, a very busy day for Elvis Presley. It was his birthday. They had a vote, remember? You could pick uh, old Elvis or young Elvis. Mm -hmm. And they, the U.S. Postal Service actually uh, let people decide and they picked young Young, handsome. That was Elvis. a good call. Although he, when he, you know, it strikes me now when I think about it, when he died, I was like, wow, you know, Elvis got old and died. Happens to everyone. He was 42 yeah. years old when he, he died. But he, he looked like 60. I yeah, mean, he, he was a mess. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 2008, New Jersey became the first northern state to officially apologize for slavery. Our bad. Slaves. Well done, New Jersey. Well done, indeed. And you know, I like to save the food-related days in history for the end. Usually it's uh, whether Eddie Pence will eat something or not. But right. since Carrie is sitting in the second chair today, we're going to run it past her and see what she thinks. I will talk about the food, then we'll pull the handle of the patented Carrie slot machine. And if three of the items come up on the reels, that means she'll eat it. Yep. If uh, she doesn't eat it, then it'll be mismatched and we'll That's all be right. disappointed. On this day in 1998, Walter E. Dimer died. He worked for many years for the FLIR Chewing Gum Company. He experimented with recipes for chewing gum as a hobby. This guy really liked gum. But his biggest breakthrough, of course, came in 1928 when he invented bubble gum. Without Ooh. Walter E. Dimer, we would not have the delicious, pink, sweet, chewy treat that is bubble gum. Oh, double bubble. Give me some right now. Bubble gum. Is that something Carrie would like to eat or and or stick up her butt? It's only one way to find out. We gotta pull that handle. Here we go. All right, we got one piece, two pieces. Oh my God. First brioche yesterday and now no That's to right. bubble I'm gum. I'm zero for two. Well, you know I'm a different kind of picky. Ugh. I, I don't like sweet things very much, and I our daughter eats bubble gum, yes. and I cannot stand the smell of it. I just want to be in her face and have her breathe on me. Ugh, when so she's gross, especially like that. the hubba bubba. <gasps> it makes the whole car smell. Seven. No, they no, make a no, perfume no. That smells like hubba bubba. No bubble gum, and I don't. I really don't see the value in bubble gum up the butt. <laughs> That's true. That I really just, don't. Well. Although if you farted, you could maybe blow a bubble. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, but I'm a lady. I don't fart. No, of course you don't. I don't even don't. like that word. No, we don't We don't use that word around here much. Our no. kid has been trained to say uh, toot instead of fart because fart's a little crass. It's a, it's a crass word and, and, and... Or a fluff. What, what did you no, call it when you were a no. kid? <laughs> My mom used to call it a fluffer. Fluffer, yeah. And then as I grew up, I realized what a fluffer really was, which is someone <laughs> yes. who works on a porn set. That's true. Prepping the male actors yes. for their scene. And when I told her that, she stopped using the word. Was she horrified? She was horrified. Does she make fluffer nutter sandwiches now? Or does she think that's a fluffer who's doing his job too well I and then I don't someone nuts? Think my mom doesn't eat sandwiches. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. For this day in history.
I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity I hope Cooperman loves my beats cause that rhymes with LMB And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. All right. Let me grab my pink bell. Yes. In case there's anyone you want to uh, say you would bone. That's uh, right. If the CW has announced the shows that will be coming back to that network next season the 2020 2021 season i am thrilled because you know i love all those superhero shows over there on the cw you sure do and they've announced batwoman will be coming back nancy drew all american black lightning charmed dynasty flash in the dark legacies riverdale roswell new mexico and supergirl Jesus. all returning so what's not returning over there uh nothing all 13 of its current scripted series are, that aren't ending wow. this season are being brought That's back. That's a great place to be. It is indeed, including well Legends of Tomorrow. And I was worried about that one because the ratings on that are not as strong as the others. And I love that show. So okay. That'll be back as well. So that's good news for all these CW fans out there. Can't wait for Crisis to return. You know, they're doing a big crossover episode where Supergirl and Flash and Green Arrow are all working together to save the world. You're just I glazing over right now. I not be less interested oh, so in that. Good. I will tell you one thing, though. And yes. when people in the Garmy hear about this, they are not going to be happy. Uh-oh. We missed the premiere of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Monday night. That was my bad. I did not set up the DVR. You, listen. My bad. There are a few things my that bad. you're in charge of. I know. Setting up the DVR is one of those I things. Know. I and I heard Hannah comes back and oh asked to be on the show. O-M-G, as the kids say. So, I'm so glad I missed it because, you know, I feel about Hannah Brown. I know you hate her. Anyway, get on it All right. and get it recorded. I'm going to hunt it down on, uh, I'm sure, ABC On Demand here on DirecTV. Takes probably. a priority over all the CW all right. stuff. We'll find it. Speaking of television, this is awful news. Uh-oh. The goddamn Masked Singer, which is just a bull such a bullshit show inexplicably is this massive hit over at Fox. Mm -hmm. So now it's just gotten worse. Here's the thing. Ellen DeGeneres on her daytime talk show was making fun of the mass Singer by doing a segment called The Mass Dancer mm -hmm. where somebody would come out in a costume because, you know, she dances at the beginning right. of her show. Yes. Someone would come out in a costume and they had to guess who was in the costume. Okay. Well, Fox loved that idea so much. They're taking that sketch idea and now they're doing a spinoff show on Fox called The Masked Dancer, just like The Masked Singer this a panel of quote unquote celebrities will try to guess who is dancing Who's inside dancing. The, inside the, the Halloween costume. You know what I think? I think that it's very popular amongst children and teens. I it think that's why be. it does so well. And idiots, don't forget idiots and the mentally damaged. I know they a lot of kids that really like to watch it. Who could watch Nick Cannon host anything? True. And more importantly, Jenny McCarthy speaking about anything ever. True. Oh my lord. 
So, Mass Singer, coming your way. We will way, not be year. recording that on our DVR no, then. We shan't. Okay. Speaking of The Bachelor, Jade is in trouble. Remember Jade and Tanner? Jade, yeah, Jade and Tanner. They've got two babies now. They do. She won a giant jackpot in the DraftKings fantasy football event over the weekend. She won a million dollars. No way. Yes. She picked a lineup of players from the four NFL wildcard games, and it turned out to be worth a million dollars. It was the uh, She submitted 150 entries, and one of them was the, the winning entry. She won a million dollars, and now people are saying the thing is rigged because she's a celebrity in quotes, and they don't believe she won it on the up and up. So now they're launching an investigation to see whether she actually won them. All right. Well, let, the let her well, let him do the investigation. Yes. And we'll, we'll see. Thank God. We're That's a lot of entries. Things, like right? whether, no, you were, you were allowed to enter 150 times. Everybody was. Yeah. But when you have two children under the age of three, when do you have time to do that? Some people are saying, was she, was she coached? You know, and then her husband is saying, well, if she wasn't famous and if this was a dude, Nobody would be questioning whether she knows her football or not. That is a fair point. We'll see. Another celebrity that's in trouble, George Lopez. Hmm. Apparently the Secret Service wants to have a little conversation with George Lopez. With George? Yes. He was in trouble this week because there was a tweet about the fact that Iranian officials have supposedly put an $80 million bounty on President Donald Trump's life. And George Lopez responded to the news... We'll do it for half, he said. <laughs> Which, whether you think it's a funny joke or not, you can't threaten the life of the, of the president. president of the United it's States. It's just not done. The Secret Service does not yeah. have a sense of humor about this particular subject. And even if you do it publicly, and even if you say it was a joke, they will investigate it, and he is going to have to sit down in a room. Yeah, he's going to have to do it. With some guys in dark I, glasses and black suits yeah. and answer some questions. Oh, they're so sexy, those Secret Service men. I've thought what about threatening the president just so I can have to have a meeting with the Secret Service. That's weird. It's That's a not weird fetish that you sexy. like guys in aviator sunglasses and suits with earpieces. I do. I um, When I go pick Olivia up at school, you know they have those security guards on the outside? Yes. Sometimes they're sexy. fantasies lady. Well, I'm sitting in the carpool line. Well, I can threaten the president's life right now on the podcast if you'd like to have him come over and stop by the house. Let, let's let's not. Well, I'll do it for half of what George <laughs> Lopez was willing to do it for. Careful. I'll do it for a quarter of the bounty. How about oh, that? God. Wait, let me look out the window. Hey, look. I could use the press, quite frankly. <laughs> if they want to stop by and TMZ wants to pick the story up, it's all right with me. Uh. Uh, hey, here's another thing you'll be interested in, Carrie. I know you're looking forward to seeing that movie Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. I do want to see that. And I don't, I don't like to see very many things, but that's on my list. It's on now available. For 2020. On uh, DirecTV. I think they got a video on demand. Anyway, there's a bit of a uh, kerfuffle going on with that film because one of the real-life strippers that the movie is based on is suing J-Lo's production company for $40 million. Wow, that is she a lot claims, of money. She claims that they came to her and said they wanted to base the movie on her, and she rejected their offer, and so they went ahead and created a fictional character based on the news story that was surrounding this case, and she's claiming it's me, and I need to be compensated for uh, for the way you presented my character, which was misleading and was untrue, and now I want... $20 million in compensatory damages and $20 million in punitive damages. Is it a little late in the game here to be filing this lawsuit? Well, she claims they came to her when they were in production and said, we'll pay you a certain 
stipend to be able to use your name in the film. And she right. said, no, it's not enough. And they went away and they came back with a, a character that was, she claims, based on her without actually naming But her. it's not based on any other person. Apparently there were a bunch of strippers involved in this scandal. This right. is based on a true story where they would take Wall Street dudes back in yeah. the champagne room and drug them and take their credit right. cards and get codes to accounts and things like that. And Sounds so, like a perfect movie. I can't wait to watch. So, uh, yeah, she is now looking for $40 million. Look, if there's anyone who knows how to shake down someone for cash, yeah. it's, a, it's a stripper. So she that's might right. she might actually get that money. And that's surprising to me that Jennifer Lopez even has the time or energy to, to look into this lawsuit that she's going to have to defend herself because she's so busy with so many other things. She has got uh, a recording career and she's performing all the time yep. and she's in movies. But then, you know, when I thought about it, it dawned on me, there's always room for J-Lo. <laughs> Uh, I can see where this was going. And here we go. This is a this is a stripper using her powers for good, not for evil. I love that. Erotic model Kaylin Ward, who is an Instagram model, apparently. Uh, she has started a brand new charity fundraising event. It is called The Naked Philanthropist. And if you go on her Instagram and you can prove that you donated $10 to certain Australian fundraisers that are helping with the devastating fires mm -hmm. down there in Australia, she will send you a naked picture of herself. So for eight, every $10 that you donate, she will send you a nude photo of herself. I, I like that plan. It's a genius plan. And she is uh, raising, she's raised so far $700,000. Oh. And what is the name of her new? Um... Uh, it's called The Naked Philanthropist. Cute. Um, Instagram, by the way, bounced her. They closed, deactivated her account. Sure. Even though she wasn't posting nude photos on the account, they right. said she was posting sexually suggestive content yeah. by soliciting men to send her money or to prove that they donated yeah. money, rather, for these nude photographs. So You know where um, she should go? Patreon? You betcha. Yeah. You can do anything Move you want. Move right on, on over. Now, Patreon. Make it as you want. They, and they, they do watch the content and they will flag certain um, creators as explicit, but you can do what you want. She should move right on over there. Yeah. Uh, you can follow her, by the way, on social media at, at Little Earth Angel K. That's L I L Earth Angel K. So she's not on Insta anymore, but she's probably on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure that's her uh, handle on all the social yeah. media. Yeah. So check that out i think she's doing the lord's work have you seen her is she hot i've saw i saw a picture but they they censored the the good bits but she was like bent over like raising a leg i mean it wasn't just like an artsy fartsy uh right nude picture was like she some, was like saying hey you want to see what's was, going on there was snatch yes okay it looked like uh something out of a goop catalog like there's some there might be a jade egg stuck someplace or <laughs> something needed to be steamed by gwyneth paltrow <sighs> All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, January 8th. Actress Cynthia Erivo currently can be seen in Harriet, the story of Harriet Tubman, of course, 33 years old today. Singer Shirley Bassey, Dame Shirley Bassey, British singer who is probably best known for not one, not two, but three James Bond theme songs. She's a legend. So good. Goldfinger, of course. I was just going to say, that's the first one that came to mind. She also did Moonraker. Yep. She did the one for that. Bad movie, but good song. And uh, she did this one as well. Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. They can 
Game show host Bob Eubanks. We were just talking about Bob yesterday. Yes. He is 82 years old today. He, of course, was the longtime host of the Newlywed Game, where people would sit down and have to answer questions that their new spouses had already answered. Yes. And sometimes you got answers like this. Oh, okay. Here's the last of our five-point <laughs> questions. Girls, tell me where specifically is the weirdest place that you personally, girls, have ever gotten the urge to make whoopee? The weirdest place, Olga. In the ass? I would still say ass, Bob. I'd yeah, have to stick that's, with ass. That's still a destination. It's a location in yeah. my house. Um, singer R. Kelly is 53 years old today. Fuck him. I hope he dies. Yeah, me too. And I'm not giving him any kind of a bell. Him and uh, that troll uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yes. They just signed a mutual murder-suicide pact. Those you two. see Harvey hobbling in for his oh, latest yeah. court appearance with oh, his walker. My back. Oh, my back surgery. His Ugh. walker with his tennis balls. Push him down the stairs. Yeah. Singer Anthony Gordine. Little Anthony of Little Anthony and the Imperials. He is 79 years old today. One of the great doo-wop bands out of the 50s and 60s. Amber Benson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer turns 43 today. Singer Juanita Cowart Motley of the girl group called the Marvelettes from the 60s, 76 years old today. Actress Gabby Hoffman from Sleepless in Seattle and Field of Dreams, she's 38. And guitarist Robbie Krieger of legendary Los Angeles rock band The Doors is 74 years old today. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise that you made? Why won't you tell me what she said? What was that promise that you made? Oh, I love the Doors so much. You know, another great old band that I'm going to go see. Oh, that's right. This weekend. Why are you laughing? Because it's barely them. It's barely them. It's not the same lead singer. They've lost a lot of members. It's it's a practically There's a tribute still, band. No, at this no, point. The, there are three original members, but not performing. the good ones. It's, not the good it's ones. People, it's Sticks. Sticks. But Dennis DeYoung, the voice of Sticks. I saw the last tour they did with him. You did. The Grand Illusion 89 tour. And yes. And it was amazing. Amazing. But he's the guy. He's the voice of Sticks. Yeah. Babe, I'm leaving. I must That's be my on favorite my Sticks way. song. I'm going to try to get backstage. <laughs> Show him my boobs. 
Talk about walkers. Boobs. Those guys will be back there stage <laughs> and they're walkers. They're... I'll get back there and then wish well, I wasn't there. Look at those boobies. <laughs> yeah, you're a pretty slick chick. Why don't you come over here and I am take my teeth out? Wear my stick shirt and I'm going to sing my heart out. Well, you enjoy that. Thank sticks. you so much. Too much time on my hands. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, I guess uh, Tommy Shaw is the only guy that I know that's left in that band. Anyway, enjoy. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show biz beat. And speaking of things musical, around here on Wednesdays, we like to take a look back at classic songs that were smash hits for an artist that you really never heard from again. It's a segment called One Hit Wonders. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Yeah, this one comes from a lot of people. Brandy sent an email for it, a bunch of people suggesting this song. And we could have done this one yesterday, quite frankly. It would have okay. fit either the TV Tune segment or today's One Hit Wonder segment. It's a little clue. It is a little clue. Over the weekend uh, on the uh, Hollywood Babylon show, yes, I paid tribute to a singer, not a singer, a songwriter named Allie Willis. And she was known for writing a lot of cool uh, R&B hits. Like she worked with Earth, Earth, Wind & Fire and did mm -hmm. September and Boogie Wonderland. But I mentioned that she was probably best known for writing this song, which was also a TV theme song. Okay. And I think because I paid tribute to her passing, a lot of people said, oh, that should be a one-hit wonder because I never heard from that band again right. after they released it. The show itself came about in 1993. Three producers, uh, Kevin Bright, Marta Kaufman, and David Crane, created a show about six mm, pals who were making their way in New York City in their 20s, trying oh. to make the world work for them. And they did a pilot. And the song that they put as the theme song on the front of the pilot, because they didn't have a theme song yet, was R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It. Mm -hmm. And they said, we like that bouncy sort of feel to it. Right. And that's the kind of song we want to have for the theme song. So they reached out to a band that they were fans of from the 90s, called the Rembrandts. And these were two guys. It was a duo who worked together. And they had a song, they had a sort of minor hit in 1990. Maybe you remember this Rembrandt song. Baby, that's just the way it is, baby. Oh, oh, baby. That's just the way it is, so they sent the guys the pilot and they said, we have an idea for a theme song and we'd like you guys to perform it. And so they ended up meeting with the guy who wrote the music and Allie Willis, who wrote the, the words for the theme song. And they started working on it. And in a couple of days, they had hammered out what became one of the most famous TV theme songs, certainly of the 90s, called I'll Be There For You. Mm -hmm. And it was, of course, the theme song to the TV Friends. series Friends. Here's where the story gets interesting. Okay. That original theme song ran for about 45 seconds. Here's what happened. The show was so popular. It was an instant hit and everybody was talking about it. But uh, in Nashville, at a radio station called WYHY, there was a music director there who took the original short version of that jingle, of the TV theme song, and looped it into a three-minute length song and okay. started playing it on the radio and people were losing their minds saying how much they loved the song so the rembrandts got a call from their record label 
And they said, you guys need to record a full length version, version. of this song. Mm -hmm. We need a three minute single version of this. We got to extend it and write some more stuff and we have to release it because it's getting airplay. Right. Down in Nashville, and people are losing their minds. So they went back in the studio, and they rec recorded a full-length version of the TV theme song that was never meant to be released as a single, but it was. And they uh, released a song called I'll Be There For You. Here it is. Jobs and joke you broke on but still pretty catchy yep that song was released as a single and it stayed at the top of the billboard hot 100 airplay chart which means it was the uh, the songs they're playing most on the radio right it was number one for eight weeks wow played everywhere all over the uh, united states not just a hit here in the states it was a number one song for five weeks in canada it reached the top 10 in australia new zealand norway ireland the united kingdom in the mid-90s, it was a smash hit song around the world. And the Rembrandts never got another taste of that kind of success again. No, Ended up didn't. breaking up a couple years after the release of that song. Poor Rembrandts. By the way, the clapping at the beginning of that yeah. song, the famous clapping, yeah. that clapping is actually the producers of the TV show. That's cool. Yeah, Marta Kaufman, Kevin Bright, and David Crane, they wanted to be part of the record, so they said, we want to do the hand clapping part. Right. It took them like 50 takes just to clap four times in a row on beat. They were not musicians. Well, I can imagine. And for they all, all have to clap at the same exact time. Exactly. But it's just four claps. Come well, on, for God's sake. Not sense. everybody is a drummer like you, that's Ralph. That's true. And that's it for today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Thanks so much for spending some time with Carrie and myself today, boys and girls. This is your last show this week. Whip, whip, whip. You won't let me sit in with Brad. Uh, you can if you want. Brad no. Williams, my pal, stand up comedian extraordinaire, is going to be stopping by to be. I the... think he has so much to say. Yeah. It will be better with just the two of you. We got a lot to talk about. Don't forget to ask him if I'm not here about, you know, the package. About, we need to know. About little people penises? Yep. Oh, sure. We're bringing that up. Okay. His uh, wife is, um, they're, they're having a, a C-section this weekend. 
Oh, he is scheduled. He is right around the corner from being a dad. He needs to get some good sleep this week. So we'll be talking about that. And then Eddie Pence will be returning on Friday for Friday's show. Yay, Eddie. A lot of good people are going to be stopping by. Come on back tomorrow, won't you? We're going to have a blast. But as always, it's just simply not as good if you're not there. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye.